You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Why do we crave something to worship? Why are we so insatiably drawn from idol to idol, desperately needing something to champion, something to exalt, something to adore? I think it's because we were designed that way. We were made for God. The Bible says it this way. All things were made by Him and all things were made for Him. We were created to worship. And because we're created to worship, if man does not worship God, he will worship someone or something. The world will try its best to cause innumerable idols to rise in importance in your life if you're not careful. God's Word commands you not to be conformed to the idolatry of the world. Pastor Danny reminds you today that God created you to worship. You will worship something, maybe even many things. But God was specific with this aspect of your design. He wants you to worship only Him. Don't let the important or the enjoyable things in life replace God as the priority in your life. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 5 with today's edition of The Living Word. Here's someone who said no to the invitation to the banquet, and the banquet is representative of the kingdom of God. This is what God's offering. This is salvation. And someone said, "I, I can't come because I'm too devoted to my spouse and their the priority. They're my idol. Catch this one. My idol could be me. The first king of Israel, King Saul, 1 Samuel 15, 12, says he went down to a, a place and he set up a monument in his own honor. He was full of himself. He was his own idol. You know, if you're living with somebody who's not biblically your husband and your wife, and you're involved in an immoral relationship, That person is an idol to you. You put them above God. They're your idol. You put them above God. I'll go on because you're going to get me worked up on that one. A possession can be an idol. Listen to this verse, Colossians 3, 5. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, get this one, and greed, which is idolatry. Greed, which is idolatry. One gospel writer says he was rich. Another says he was young. Another says he's a ruler. So we have dubbed him the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, you know the commandments. He said, I've kept these since I was a boy. And then Jesus says to him, one more thing you lack. If you want riches in heaven, sell what you have. Sell all your stuff. Give it to the poor, then come and follow me, and you'll have great riches in heaven. Now, does God tell everybody that's the avenue for salvation? Obviously, that's not the avenue for everybody to be saved. We're saved by grace through faith. He doesn't tell everybody, sell everything you have, give it to the poor. Why did he tell this guy that? Because his money and what his money could buy was his idol. That's his God. It says he went away very sad because he was a man of great will. Your house could be an idol, but it doesn't have to be. Here's what Jesus said. 
No one, no servant can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one, love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And it's the idea of materialism. Can't serve two masters. Not only potentially a person, not only potentially a possession, but listen, a passion can become an idol, a goal, a dream of success, whatever that, that looks like. And look, I've watched it. My daughter used to watch it every week. She'd record it, you know, and, and we watch it sometimes together, just kind of father-daughter time, family time. We've watched American Idolatry. Anything wrong with wanting to be successful in what you feel God's gifted you in? Of course not. As long as God is at the top of that, Lord, I want to glorify you through the gift you've given me. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted so many years to be a rock star. That was before I became a Christian. Then I thought after I become a Christian, I'll become a Christian rock star. Obviously never happened, not going to happen. But I tell you what, nice seeing my second born tear them drums up this morning. Go get them, Hayden. Here's what Jesus said. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? You can get everything you're dreaming of in terms of glory, success, whatever it is in life. This, listen, this is a blip. This is just a blip on the radar. We're going to live forever. So we want whatever we do, and whatever success we have, it be God's glory. He's number one. He gets all the glory. And he's the goal. Well, one last one. A pleasure can become an idol. The parable of the seed and the sower, the seed that fell among thorns, Luke records it this way. Jesus said, as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. Pleasures. Now, I don't want us to misunderstand. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let me just read 1 Timothy 6 verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Look, don't get the idea God's some kind of killjoy. He's not at all. I enjoy catching. That's a pleasure that God allows me to enjoy. I don't like fishing. So don't start a rumor for new people coming to our fellowship that the pastor likes fishing. I do not like fishing. If there's not something on the other end of the hook that could potentially pull me off the boat in about three seconds, we're moving. And you guys that just like to fish, don't ask me to go fishing with you. You stand there all day with the pole in your hand. You're just happy to be there. I'm not happy to just be there. I want to catch something, and I want to catch something I can eat. My credit card takes out an amount of money every month for me to be a SeaWorld and a Bush Gardens um, pass holder. I'm at Bush Gardens probably once every two weeks. I go there just to unwind. I'll go there by myself. I love walking around. I love looking at the animals. But my favorite pastime at Bush Gardens is Congo River Rapids. I do not ride the ride. I take quarters and I stand there. And if you are on the ride, I'm going to wet you. I am a professional. I've invested hundreds of dollars over the years. And my favorite is the 
first one, second one from the far right, and that's the best one because it'll get you every time. (laughs) On a day I really need to unwind, I take a roll of quarters. I invest $10 in one standing, and there I am. I was there the other day. I just went in. I was there for an hour. I went back home. And if you think there's something wrong with that, it's your problem. There's nothing wrong with enjoying things that God allows us to do. We just we got to be careful that those pleasures don't become the most important thing. They don't crowd God out of our lives. Why is there such great potential for idolatry? Boy, inspired, not the Bible, but definitely inspired. Louis Giglio, from the air I breathe. Let me just read you. If you think about it, history has known no shortage of worship. The timeline of mankind is littered with trillions of little idols. Every culture, every corner of the earth, every age has had its gods. Just circle the globe and watch for worship. Study the great civilizations. Explore their temples. The compelling question for me is, why? Why do we crave something to worship? Why are we so insatiably drawn from idol to idol, desperately needing something to champion, something to exalt, something to adore? I think it's because we were designed that way. We were made for God. The Bible says it this way. All things were made by him and all things were made for him. We were created to worship. And because we're created to worship, if man does not worship God, he will worship someone or something. Even people that don't know they're worshiping, they're worshiping someone or something. Let me just read quickly. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Verse 25. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator. Who is forever praised. Now, before we're done, let me give you what I think are some helpful recommendations and something that we must realize. Um, Usually, idolatry doesn't happen overnight. Usually, you don't go from God is number one in my life to in the next moment, you're serving and worshiping an idol. Doesn't happen that way usually happens over time. Luke 8, 14, as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. One lesson the book of 1 John teaches is that the journey of faith isn't meant to plateau. In fact, your relationship with Jesus is supposed to grow deeper and deeper, even to your final breath here on earth. Each new day offers you the opportunity to learn something new about your Savior and fall more in love with Him. Today, we'd like to encourage you to take some time to sit down with Jesus and your Bible and ask Him to open your eyes to something that you've never noticed before. Jesus loves to teach and shower His grace on you as you spend time with Him. 
We're so glad that you took some time today to learn from the Living Word with us. If you want to hear this teaching again, visit our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of 1 John. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.